Hello, Guardians. Today is March 10th, 2023, Raid Race Day. My name is Dan Finity, and welcome to Destiny Digest. Today is an exciting day, Guardians. It is the kickoff of the 48-hour raid race starting at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. I know there's a lot of people who are listening right now that are either competing or have competed this past week. Good luck or congratulations, whichever fits in. I hope you find the raid to be an amazing experience. Personally, I'll be going in on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash Danfinity, at around 5 p.m. Eastern. That's when my team can get together to give it the old college try to get that contest emblem. This week on the show, we have special guest Matt Goes Buck. Matt is a member of my stream team, Beardo. He's a nitty-gritty buildcraft dude that does awesome TikTok videos that you should check out on his TikTok, Matt Goes Buck. Not only that, but he's also been documenting his personal quest to get a positive KD in each season of Destiny 2. You should be sure to check him out. But first, let's get into the news of the week. On Wednesday, March 8th, Bungie released Destiny Hotfix 7.0.0.3. This hotfix came in fixing issues with the Silk Strike Super Light Attack for Hunter. It was apparently doing a hidden double damage. They removed the critical strike at the tip of the dart and instead granted the critical strike behavior to the full length of the dart. They then tuned the damage to compensate. They also fixed issues with Arc Strider's Disorienting Blow, as well as issues that have caused the Commendation screen to crash. Throughout the week, we've been seeing different bugs. It's kind of par for the course for any major release in Destiny 2, either Invisible Guardians or Invisible Weapons, as well as I've had the game crash several times just playing on Neomuna. I don't know if there's something about Neomuna specifically that is causing my game to crash on PS5, but it always seems to be when there's a large density of ads around. I'm hoping that that gets investigated too. This week at Bungie, we got more details about the raid race. This is the first raid race that is actually being hosted by Twitch rivals. And a huge swath of the Destiny community and directory got chosen to be a part of it. So no matter where you watch, as long as the person playing is a participant in the Twitch Rivals event, you'll be able to get the Demitalics emblem if you watch the Twitch Rivals stream or a participating partner or affiliate stream for at least two hours. You can receive the Particle Acceleration emblem, which I personally think is the better looking of the two, as a Twitch drop by watching anyone streaming Destiny 2 for two hours during the first 48 hours of the Root of Nightmares raid race. The rules are simple for the raid race. Contest mode will launch and be enabled for 48 hours starting at 9 a.m. PST or 12.30 p.m. Eastern on March 10th and ending at 10 a.m. PST on March 12th. You will need to be at 1780 power to be at the cap for all of the encounters. That means you can't go over the level. You are capped at 1780, which I think is a huge win, at least to like be able to enter into the raid race and fairly easy to hit within the two weeks that Lightfall has been available. Contest mode will cap all players at 20 power below each encounter of the raid for the full 48 hours of the race. Artifact power is enabled, but only provides benefits to players up to the cap of 1780. The list of items and armor mods that are unavailable during the raid race. For weapons, we have the Grand Overture Exotic Machine Gun, 
Fighting Lion Exotic Grenade Launcher, Winter Bite Exotic Glaive, the Jotun Exotic Fusion Rifle, and the Hierarchy of Knees Exotic Bow. They didn't say anything about Vexcalibur in there, but then again, who who brings a glaive in, into a raid? Probably, probably me. Let's be honest. Armor and Mods, Saitan's Ramparts Titan Exotic Gauntlets, the Thread of Ascent Strand Fragment, which will also be disabled across the entire game, and the Empowered Finish Armor Mod will all be disabled for the raid race. The first fire team to complete the raid, loot the final chest, and return to orbit, that's very important, will be crowned the winner of the world first race once the team reviews their clear. As always, Bungie will review and validate the winners, and that will take some time. To celebrate, all six members of the winning fire team will receive world first title belts. And to give the server some space to breathe, there will be no bounty or weapon crafting progress for combatant kills below boss tier within raid while contest mode is enabled. From the TWAB, we got a pretty good look at the belt. Uh, it's got this nice little magenta hue to it. We also got a look at the raid jacket, which is probably the first one that I'm looking at like, man, am I going to... Am I going to try to get that jacket? Moving on to the new revelations and rewards to come section of the TWAB. If you listened to last week's episode where I did my breakdown of how I felt about the Destiny 2 Lightfall campaign, I think you'll be familiar with some of my criticisms about there not being a lot of detail about the veil. I think that was also across the entire community. It just didn't feel like a fleshed out plot point. So Bungie has taken to the TWAB this week in order to address some of those concerns. Quoting from the TWAB here. As mentioned in last week's swap, a new year of storytelling kicked off with Lightfall and will continue through our seasons between now and the final shape. While we're just a week into Season of Defiance and we don't always share future narrative details this far in advance, we feel it's important to give everyone a preview of a particular quest we're bringing to Neomuna in Season of the Deep, as well as the rewards it will provide. Throughout this quest, players will explore the city to learn about the nature of the Veil through Osiris's research and newly uncovered Ishtar collective data. This brief pursuit will be available to all Lightfall owners and will take place separately from the events of Season of the Deep. As a reward for completing the final step, players will gain access to three new strand aspects, one per class, to add even more depth and creativity to their builds, and we're excited to reveal their names today. The Titan will get the Flechette Storm, Hunter, Threaded Spectre, and Warlock, the Wanderer. Speculate away. We'll have more to share on these as we get closer to Season of the Deep, Note that these new aspects are planned to be earned by completing the upcoming quest rather than requiring additional strand meditations to unlock. The quest will also remain available in Neomuna in perpetuity for all Lightfall owners, so you won't miss out on a chance to pick it up after year six comes to a close. As an additional reward, Lightfall owners will also get their hands on the new legendary weapon upon completing this quest, and then they show a close-up of the weapon, and it is pretty sick looking. I'll have a link in the show notes for you to go see it. The last bit of bolded news in the TWAB was that Trials of Osiris that was going to take place on March 24th is now going to take place on the 17th of March. And Iron Banner, which was going to take place uh, on the 14th of March, is now going to take place on the 21st. So they're just swapping dates there. Just boop, just swapping them. That all said, I've been having a lot of fun with the post-Lightfall campaign activities in Neomuna across the game. Being a weekend, having a little bit more experience under my belt when it comes to the challenge of the game, I'm really enjoying where Destiny 2 is right now. The Vexcalibur mission, if you haven't checked that out yet, I highly recommend that you go to the EDZ, specifically the Gulch, and go and pick up a bunch of uh, little Vex giblets that are around there. I'm not going to spoil too much, but there's a cave. You go in that cave, you're going to find yourself some treasure. That's about it for the news. Now, on to our conversation 
with Matt Goes Buck. Welcome to the show, man. How are you doing tonight? Great. Good. Just waking up from a accidental, you know, nap. Those are those are some of the best. I accidentally hit hit the the mic muter, whatever. Anyways, <laughs> those are some of the best though. Like when you when you're especially like the night before a raid race, or just like yeah, all tucked in your. I'm I'm I'll be watching. It'll be great. Yeah. Do, have you yeah. have you participated in like a raid race in the past? No. Uh, I thought I was this year. Mm-hmm. Um, some things some things happens, and now I'm not. So you know. Gotcha. I didn't feel like looking for a new scrambling doing the doing the yeah, mad scramble for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. So. I get you. Well, uh, this will be my. I think this will be my third day one raid the, race. The experience. good thing is it's a forty-eight hour. Um, yeah. So I'll probably maybe throw a tweet out there Friday night or Saturday if if teams are struggling and mm-hmm. teams are starting to dismantle. If they need a six, I'll fill. I'll, yeah, I'll be a I'll be a filler for sure. Heck yeah! So, Matt, uh, before we go too deep, why don't you introduce the the folks at home where they can find you on the internet, just in case they don't make it all the way to the end of the episode, and uh, and what you do in the community. Yeah. Um, if I am not alive, Twitter uh, at Mako's Buck. Uh, also TikTok. I do a lot of. TikTok 60 second Destiny 2 build breakdowns mm-hmm. uh, showing you a build in full from aspects to fragments to mods to weapons to exotics as quickly as I can in hopefully less than 60 seconds because then it also ends up as a YouTube short mm-hmm. if it's under 60 seconds. Uh, both of those usernames are Mako's Buck and then obviously Twitch live streams every Monday night and Thursday night. 9 p.m. Central at Mako's Book on Twitch. Heck yeah. So what got you... How did you start out in Destiny? Did you... So I was not a Destiny 1 player. Mm-hmm. I was a Tom Clancy's The Division 1 player. Okay, yeah. That's where I was hiding. Uh, I was a big, big, big build crafter for the Division community as mm-hmm. well as a Dark Zone pvp bully (laughs) (laughs) um so i i kind of got big over there um i was a ubisoft star player for division one e3 uh 2000 was that 2018 maybe 2017 invitee um and then division two was announced everyone was very excited um and then it released and then it was not very exciting yeah i I remember division one like it had it captured something that that division two i don't think really had a chance to like yeah division there's something about just the setting of desolate new york city post christmas stuff just flying around and everybody it's it's definitely not the same feeling yeah um summer washington dc which i mean that can get yeah i I can see where Mm -hmm. they're going for that but where i think they majorly messed up was the best part for most players about division one was the dark zone Mm -hmm. 24 24 player capped instance where anything goes um and in division two it is a 12 person player cap and there is three different dark zones so Mm -hmm. the 
you're not really going to run into too many, you know, problems. Mm -hmm. They, and they split their playlist <laughs> too, yeah, too far. Yeah, big time. Yeah, you're you're pretty much probably going to run into the same three or, three or four people in there at all times. Uh, they got rid of a lot of their standalone PvP. They had a 4v4 called Skirmish. They had an 8v8 PvE VP mm -hmm. uh, called Last Stand. They got rid of that. Just a, a bunch of misses. Uh, they got rid of their survival. Mm -hmm. uh, they had they had the uh, the whole uh, PUBG style division yeah. one where you dropped in and you had to extract within an hour or the virus killed you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a lot of fun. You, like you were roaming yeah. through the blizzard like it was whiteout conditions, and mm -hmm. yeah, that was a lot of fun. I remember I remember liking that. I was I was kind of touch and go with division. Yeah, just because like it felt like I could I could pick it up and put it down fairly easy. Uh, yeah. It had a lot of this, a lot of the similar stuff that Destiny offers. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, build crafting, stats mattered, exotics, uh, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Interesting thing with Division was you had to build into uh, critical hit chance. It wasn't just you know hit this enemy's crit spot and it was a guaranteed crit. Yeah, so that was cool. Uh, but yeah, Division Two did not uh, stick with a lot of people, so I picked up Destiny Two, and here we are. Heck yeah, dude. Heck yeah. <laughs> Took a while to get here. Um, <laughs> I have been playing Destiny 2 since, you know, beta, but mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a hard community to crack. That's something that I'm kind of seeing from the outside or from from yes. the inside. Like it is, it is very difficult. It's I mean, I still have struggles, but, you know, mm -hmm. TikTok's doing very, very well. Um, I I recently revamped an old Division One Discord server and stripped it completely down, and now we're almost at 700 Destiny members in there. So that's awesome. Yeah, we're getting there. So, what? I guess my, my next couple questions are like, what similarities are you finding between Destiny Two and, and Division One, or like the Division franchise? Because I think I, I think that there are some things that they pulled from in order to make Destiny 2, some of their systems a little bit more palatable. And yeah. Um, the new loadout system is mm -hmm. very Division 1. Uh, mm -hmm. Division 1 had loadouts in their game, and it was it was as simple, you know, uh, name it, give it an icon, and save it, and you can easily swap back and forth. That is, that's very Division 1. Um, a lot of the new mod system seems very uh division one he simplified but but not i feel mm -hmm. like they tried to i think they tried to nerf us is what it looks like <laughs> but they actually made us stronger because it's a lot easier to proc a lot of these uh buffs we have now yeah i was noticing that like yeah it it i was like man it's gonna be so daunting to go in and learn how to mod everything out because i'm a player who doesn't i don't really think about my loadout all that much it's like mm -hmm. whatever my gear is, I know I'll, I'll put max DR on and then like and then <laughs> we'll a, make it work. Yeah, exactly. A glaive, a rocket or two, a few other mm -hmm. things here and there. We'll get we'll get through. It'll be fine. It doesn't really matter that much since Lightfall. It seems they've increased the difficulty. So it does make me think more about what I'm bringing to activities. But yeah, the mod system does feel more simplified it feels like oh I, I can throw a couple of these like i can throw a, f a finder on for myself and a scout for some buds for heavy yeah. and that'll help out a little bit like 
and and prior you you had to match your your weapon energy type to your your subclass energy type mm-hmm. you know to be able to like you know proc those buffs like font of might you had to have an arc weapon and be on arc basically mm-hmm. to, you know buff yourself now you can be on any subclass as long as you make an orb and you you know throw on a called the arc weapon surge now you can you know buff that arc weapon mm-hmm. without having to be on arc stuff like that yeah so like when you're when you're looking to build something in for one of your 60 second build videos or just for general playtime, what are you looking for I, I i guess in this case like specifically for like pve related mm-hmm. what do you find like uh, in speaking with some other folks, they're like, I, f- I find a thing that I want to center it around and then build into that. Do you do you normally find a focus like with melee or grenade and decide start building into that and just finding what synergies you can you can uh, tangle out to? Or do you have like a specific play style in mind? Um, typically a, a play style first or a mm-hmm. role, if you want to call it, you know, are you looking for. Are you looking for, you know, like uh, an end game ad clear or, or are you looking, you know, I want to do huge, you know, solo boss DPS, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of branch out from there, you know, um, even, you know, even if you're, you know, I want to make a grenade build, then you got to, you know, OK, what what class has the best, you know, grenade exotics? Let's say Solar Warlock. Obviously, everybody knows Starfire Protocol mm-hmm. is is we'll we'll say it's a little strong (laughs) we'll call it we'll call it that um but yeah it's it's basically just you know we're getting a starting point and you know what what kind of play style you want to do with it are you clearing ads do you do you want to have really good movement do you want to do huge dps stuff like that Mm -hmm. what uh what are you what builds are you finding um that you're enjoying playing with now post lightfall so I haven't, I'll be honest, I haven't touched my Warlock. So okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, Warlocks, if you're here to ask me what build you should be running uh, in Lightfall. Um, I do know that Void Controverse holds are still very good and Solar Starfire Protocol is still very good. I hear Strand Warlock is great. Um, maybe I'll, you know, hopefully get to that this weekend and mm-hmm. do the story on my Warlock. Um, six Coyote, Hunter, Strand is amazing uh if you use the shackle grenades you get two grenade charges and then obviously with six coyote you get two uh you get two dodges mm-hmm. which you can use as the dive to suspend so right there you get four suspension charges oh god <laughs> yeah so uh and then if you spec into um you know discipline and mobility and stuff like that then you're getting that stuff back really quickly and hopefully you always have a charge so you haven't played around with any of the warlock stuff yet have you played around with no titan Titan, uh so i recently put out a a titan video Mm -hmm. where people were like you can't be serious this is not a real build you're trolling right so hear me out okay uh it is capri's horn titan Okay. So one, when you 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 cast your barricade, you send out that solar shockwave, and it scorches mm-hmm. everything. With strand, you send out that solar uh, shockwave that scorches everything, but it also suspends everything. Oh my god! Are you serious? So, yes. So you combine um, those two w- synergies yes. together. 
And then when you scorch enemies and, you know, deal solar damage, which Capri's already does, it gives you barricade energy. So I paired it with Prometheus Lens, which now has incandescent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're basically lighting an entire room on fire, and I was able to pop five barricades in 20 seconds. That's, that <laughs> hurts my brain. Like that. So it's a very, very good build. And, and when I first started talking about it, people are like, you're, you're wild. But <laughs> it's a good build. Yeah, I'd say so. I'm gonna be trying yeah, it. Yeah, and then <laughs> done and then if you you know if you pair it with you can pair it with solar siphon on your helmet. So when you get a solar weapon uh, or a solar kill, uh, you'll pop some some orbs on the ground, and then you just throw on you know three solar weapon surges on your legs, and right there you have a three times buff to your solar weapons. And then you can also do DPS with that. That's that's incredible. So like, mm -hmm. yeah. Why aren't you on a day one team? <laughs> it happens yeah yeah yeah. um so you also have like a a pretty incredible part to your story as well where with pvp so do you mind taking the listeners a little bit into that journey as well like you you climbed the you you climbed to try to get from zero to like was it like 1.5 Katie? Uh, I was trying to get to positive, which is mm -hmm. apparently the average. Apparently, I learned that the, the average Destiny PvP -er is about a point eight. That's about mm -hmm. average in this game because there's so much. It's so fast. There's so many abilities. It's not just gunplay. You got mm -hmm. about fifty different things that can kill you in the Crucible. One of them maybe being primary weapon, but probably not. Yeah. Um. So, in every other game I've ever played since I've been a gamer. Uh, I was a pure PvPer. I didn't even play the story. Uh, mm. Call of Duty, Battlefield, Medal of Honor, Halo, uh, up to Division One. I. I was a Dark Zone main, and then I tried Destiny, and I thought the PvP was the worst game, the worst gaming experience I've ever, ever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I avoided it. Um, I think up until so I started. When I started to get traction on my build videos, um, the things people start doing is to to argue with you that your builds aren't good is they pull stats. They like mm -hmm. to pull trials reports. They like to pull crucible reports. They like to pull raid reports. And it's like, why is anyone going to listen to this guy? He's like a 0.7 in trials. So uh, I said, enough's enough. I'm going to get good at <laughs> PvP now. So maybe people will, you know... <laughs> Uh, listening to me more. Yeah. So uh, finally, I, I I think before I think I started two seasons ago. Mm -hmm. uh, the middle of not last season, I did full PvP. I was all PvP all the time. The season before that, I think the back half of the season is when I finally snapped and said, "You know what? I'm going to get good at PvP." Um, so I've been about two seasons now PvP main. Mm -hmm. Um. And I don't. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> You've been two seasons PvP main. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, before two seasons ago, I had 12, 12 total. This it sounds so terrible when I say it out loud. I had twelve total crucible resets. Okay. In my f you know four years of Destiny. What what turned you off so hard from Destiny 2's PvP experience? I don't know. Um, everything was just so different. 
So I came from Division One, where one it was third person, which mm-hmm. I became very, very custom to third person. I wish Destiny had a third person mode. I get why it doesn't because of the whole sword peeking and everything, and mm-hmm. it would be bad. Um, but you can face tank the crap out of everything in Division. Mm-hmm. Um, in Destiny, the time to kill is like a millisecond because I've never heard the word team shot before. There was, it's not a thing in any, in any yeah. other game. Um, in Destiny, it's like how you win gunfights. It's if your team isn't team shotting, you're gonna lose pretty much. Mm-hmm. So it was just a weird. It's a it's a huge learning curve that I feel like people that have been playing Destiny for ten years don't realize is there. Yeah. For people that are outside, I know there's that video of Shroud going around right now where he's saying like Destiny P and Shroud's a great PvP. He's saying you know Destiny PvP is it's not it's not good like mm-hmm. you know from an outside perspective of somebody who doesn't play it every day um it's it's a rough it's a rough learning curve for sure yeah so so uh yeah before two seasons ago i only had about 12 resets i'm now at two seasons later i'm at like 35 crucible resets okay so in the last two seasons i've i've done more than double the amount of crucible resets than i've done in in five years to give you a picture of how much time i spend in crucible Mm -hmm. (laughs) like how, how many hours a week is that uh so um when i first started the pvp journey i was a point like eight overall kd with about i think crucible report said i was at like 220 hours uh two seasons later i am now a 1.1 overall kd with about 550 hours in crucible so like 300 hours in in two seasons season and a half yeah, a couple couple months, <laughs> you know, yeah, like about a hundred yeah. hours a month or whatever. Well, ha- well, having you know a, a two year old and a full full time job, so yeah, <laughs> and making a videos lot, a on lot the of side. my free time. You yeah, a lot, a lot of, of my things free going on in the crucible. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, when what your experience last season? What did you think of the sandbox? What did you think of of climbing through that way compared to this season? Um. S- Last season was a lot of fun. Um, there is there is a lot of controversial beef around any clips I post because I am not a hand cannon shotgun user, mm-hmm. and you know a lot of the PvP mains I've, that I used to be terrified Tony? and avoid on Twitter. Tony, <laughs> anyways, no, Tony, Tony won't bully you. But a lot of <laughs> a lot of people on Twitter, a lot of the PvP mains that people try to avoid, um, mm-hmm. that are scary people will um nicely harass you if you are not using hand cannon shotgun and i get it yeah um i use a pulse rifle and a fusion rifle which everybody assumes dad rifle the back of the map yeah, yeah you can't but i'm very aggressive with my pulse rifle and my <laughs> fusion rifle i do not sit in the same spot for more than you know a few seconds i also use a 540 so it's a little different mm-hmm. um i use rapid fire frames um last season felt great uh i went solo lighthouse for the first time ever okay sick so that was cool yeah. yeah um this season with lightfall i'm seeing so my discord has a lot of pvp mains in it from all skill levels you know there's 0.5s in there there's 4.5s in there uh we run a lot of private matches we do some tournaments with some uh very very skilled pvp people and it seems a lot of people are struggling this season with pvp um mm-hmm. i don't know if they tweaked their their skill based matchmaking system or if they shut it off i know they i know they messed with a lot of stuff because they got rid of they replaced freelance matchmaking with fire team 
based mm-hmm. matchmaking, yeah. which I'm not really sure w- how that's being figured out because I, I always play solo quick play and I still match four stacks. Mm-hmm. So, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, this season seems, something seems off with their uh, coding. Mm-hmm. So I'm, uh, I, I match like 1.3, 1.4 is not, so I'm, I'm very avid at checking, staying on Crucible Report. I know yeah. you're not supposed to for sanity purposes, <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, generally. Since, since I was so big in like working to get my KD up, I like to, you know, kind of keep tabs on it mm-hmm. to see if I'm not falling. See improvement. Um. Yeah, to see the improvement, to make sure I'm still doing, you know, decent. Um, it seems like, so I, I'm in like 1.3 overall lobbies, but it, it seems like instead of just having an entire lobby of all 1.3s playing each other, mm-hmm. they like to pin uh, 1.7s on one team and then give the other team 0.7s to make it an average of 1.3. Oh. It just makes a bad experience. It makes yeah. a, kind of a lopsided experience. Yes, yes, but then they go, well, it's an average 1.3 lobby because one's 1.7 and the other one's, you know, 0.6. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I get that a lot, and it it really wasn't happening last season that much. It's it's pretty much happening every game this season. Mm-hmm. It, so I'm not sure. Sandbox-wise, what are you yeah. seeing? Um, a lot of the same stuff. Um, shotguns are still everybody's favorite special. Since mm-hmm. the radical changes, um, I, I I'm not really in the lobbies yet to see a lot of snipers, hand cannon users. I I still get a lot of you know, Iclos SMGs, pulse rifles, and stuff. Weapon weapon meta wise, it still seems about the same. Mm-hmm. Um, Strand seems actually pretty balanced in PvP, so that's good after the whole stasis debacle when it came out. Yeah, yeah, that's something that's. I would think that the traversal would make it so tough to pin down. Yeah. But if it's like how how fairly balanced do you feel it is? Like do you think they knocked it out of the park in one or um I I honestly don't it's not overpowered. Um there can be some annoyances against it, but mm-hmm. nothing makes you rage about it or, you know, saying this is broken, I'm out of here, I'm not yeah. going to touch this until they fix it. There's move. nothing like that going. <laughs> no, so yeah, that's the thing. Like when somebody suspends you, it puts you in third-person view, mm-hmm. and um, you can shoot back, and you you kind of you can like float very slowly away, okay. but um, you can hip fire against like against them. So I actually have a lot of clips of me <laughs> killing one tapping people with fusions <laughs> while suspended in third person, and it's actually kind of funny. But um, yeah, it's it's more of a like, oh, that's annoying, but you know, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. So what? Um... For folks who are looking to improve, where, what are some pointers that you would give them when it comes so, to like coming up the lobbies or what loadouts to kind of um, push? I'm a big Solar Hunter fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I first started off with every crutch you can possibly imagine. In I mean, if it's in the um, game, it's in the game. <laughs> it's in the game, yeah. but like I, I eventually you got to kind of drop them. Because like you'll you'll hit a wall where you're not improving, you're just you know using something that just is too much. Like I was a solar hunter with healing nades and worm husk mm-hmm. and reload dodge, so it's like eventually you got to kind of drop some of those crutches. Um, honestly, just live in quick play. Just keep keep going in quick play. Right now is kind of the best 
time for people to improve because of the whole skill-based matchmaking system. Eventually, when you get into those, you know, improvements where you're a positive KD, you're going to hate skill-based matchmaking. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're if you're still a negative overall and you're looking to just improve, you're you're gonna you're pretty much going to be pinned against everybody else that's also a negative KD. So you're going to have a better experience. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, private matches is is great. Um, I have a Discord where we run private matches pretty much every night. Like, doesn't affect your KD. It it doesn't affect anything stat wise. It's just it can be anything from like, hey, I just got this weapon roll. I want to try it and see if it if it melts people. Or, you know, hey, I want to get good at hand cannons. Can I shoot at you for a while with this on? You can tell me what I did wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, stuff like that. Um, I know those I keep three peeking. I know I keep do. three peeking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like well, you push there. You probably shouldn't have because there's four of us around the corner. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, stuff like that. Um, even little changes. I changed the color of my radar. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the yellow it pings yellow now greenish okay. yellow instead of red it's easier to see stuff like that um changing your reticle color too mine's like a neon purple yeah, i think i have like a just blue little, or something like yeah, that little little things like that but honestly just living in quick play and um doing private matches with people that are better like i always say just let people kick your ass and it's the best way to learn yeah how do you- uh trials trials wise mm-hmm. There's a there's a flawless pool and there's a non flawless pool. If you if you want to have a chance at getting better in trials, but still try kind of experiencing the trials experience, wait till Sunday, do the flawless pool, and try it from there. Because then you play people that you know haven't been flawless yet. Mm-hmm. You like, like that? You seem very very chill about this entire process, <laughs> <laughs> and like that's great. That's great. Um, yeah. But like, so what keeps you? What keeps you grounded in that? Like, because a lot of people I know, like, they have some folks can have a misconception of PvP players of being like ragers or like, and there are those, and we see cl- yeah. everybody's seen there, clips of those. Yeah, they're they're definitely out there. Yeah, um, and I'll, I'll get. I I mean, I'm not like this twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll get I'll get upset sometimes, and yeah. I'll get mad. I try not to, but. Um, I mean, it's just a game. At the end of it, doesn't affect you in real life. I exactly. Guess. Group of pixels. Yeah. The whole night. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, later on in life, you're not going to try to get a, a home mortgage, and then they're going to pull your raid report and be like, "Well, you only had 499 clears, not 500." So sorry, I can't give you the loan. They're not going <laughs> to do that for Destiny. They are going to do that in Fortnite, though. So you better oh, get yeah, that for up. Sure. You better get that. Yeah. Up. I've actually never played that game. Uh. So. I was a I was an early supporter of it, back when it was like it called looked, Fortnite Save the World. Yes, it looked really cool when it was the PVE only. I was, was kind of like into tower it, defense. and then I never, I never tried it. And then they released the whole, you know, yeah, it's a it's a BR and everything. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I played a little bit of that, and I was like, I'm never gonna get fast enough. I'm never gonna get good enough to yeah. to become like a god at this. So I'm not I'm not even gonna try. We'll be, we'll put it away for now. And That's another thing in in Destiny PvP. The movement, yeah, is a massive learning gap. Yeah, because you can be so fast, you can get across the map in seconds. Yep. Well, I'm also so I play on PC, but I also I play on a controller. So mm-hmm. I'm major. A lot of times, I'm playing a mouse and keyboard player, which mm-hmm. they can definitely look up a lot faster than <laughs> I can. <laughs> 
I feel like I'm looking up and it's like in slow mo. <laughs> even I even play I play on 14 sensitivity and it's still okay. I was about to ask what sense. <laughs> like... Yeah, I I'm a I'm a 14 sensitivity with a 0.6 ADS modifier. So, what's what's the decision behind that? Like, do you normally play games with controller or? I uh, yeah. Um, unless it's like World of Warcraft or New World, I'm controller. Yeah. 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 I don't know what to do when I'm shooting the weapon mm-hmm. and on mouse and keyboard. Yeah. I literally just bop, <laughs> There's walk no recoil. Forward. There's no push. I, well, I don't know where, like, how to move my body while I'm, sh- like, shooting. I literally just walk forward in a straight line. <laughs> <laughs> so I, don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> Dude, that's, like, Ricky Bobby. Like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Yep, exactly. Like, it, mouse and keyboard can feel, like, weightless. And I, like... I play on I play on PS5 and I'm playing on controller mm-hmm. and I've always played on controller when I've tried always, to, yeah. when I've tried to do mouse and keyboard it just feels so weightless and there's no yeah. input feedback I don't feel comfortable either Yeah you got to like, reach your arm all the way I'm, out I'm, here What are you doing I said this to somebody in my Discord the other day and they're like I don't think I could talk to you ever again <laughs> um I'm also left-handed so, okay. like, I would rather click a mouse with my left hand and move with my right hand. And they're like, that's weird. I don't think you should ever say that out loud again. <laughs> but, yeah, I would I would much rather, like, like I would rather use a number pad on a, on a keyboard to move because I feel like I'd be better at it with my right hand yeah. and aim with my left hand. But So, and that concludes our interview because you're left-handed. I'm sorry. They can't, <laughs> you're can't like, go I got to go. Yeah, we got to go, guys. Uh, but... So, um, kind of like the last thing that I wanted to ask is like, what, how are you feeling about Lightfall so far? Like you've gotten through the campaign. Yeah, I like it a lot. So like I said before, I was always a PVP main and I didn't touch stories really. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm not a big, I I know I'm going to get pitchforks for this one. (laughs) Um, I'm not a big story lore person if if it's you know those holograph scenes where they tell you a story, I skip it. Okay. Um, I'll watch a cutscene. That's cool. Uh, kind of like pop books, or I'd rather watch a movie than read a book. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if they're typically if they're talking, I skip it. So I I really a lot of people didn't like. I know a lot of people had thoughts about the campaign because mm-hmm. they said it didn't really make sense or there wasn't really any story. But like. For me, I never watch the story or pay attention to the story anyway, so I usually just <laughs> so go by. So it doesn't by, really matter. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it doesn't really matter to me. I just go by, hey, that looks pretty or that looks cool and this gun feels nice and, you know, Strand yeah. feels completely amazing. So I I like Lightfall a lot. Heck yeah. What did yeah. you th- what are some weapons that you're like you're kind of looking oh, that at? Side, the sidearm. The sidearm? The final the final warning is if it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of it's a lot of fun maybe elaborate on that like why why is um, it so great why why do you like it so much do you have it yet i do not have it yet i've i've okay. not been grinding out so it's like yeah. a it's a smart pistol so mm-hmm. when you aim at an enemy it puts like a hitbox permanently on them and you hold the trigger and it charges it up and when you release it it shoots it like a normal pistol. So it's kind of got like a devil's rune thing going on, mm-hmm. but though it shoots strand bullets and they auto track to whatever you looked at. 
Okay. So it kind of look it kind of works like the the tanks, you know that the secondary shot on tanks where it yeah, kind of yeah. highlights everything and then it shoot, it works exactly like that, but it's okay. a, a strand pistol. So it's like a Borderlands gun. <laughs> is essentially yeah, what you're saying. Uh, I think everybody was comparing it to Titanfall, the smart pistol yeah, in yeah. Titanfall 2. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing as that. Cool, cool. Like um but you can also, you know, if you're on strand subclass and you can just go full on strand with it. Um Null Composure, if you're not using that fusion rifle from mm-hmm. a while ago, is so it already has reservoir burst, so it's got the add clear, but now everybody gets volatile rounds if you have that unlocked on your artifact just by picking up an orb. And when you mix reservoir burst with volatile rounds, it's like quadruple the explosions and you can clear you can clear a whole room in like So it's just a Michael Bay movie. Is essentially yes. what you're saying. <laughs> yes. So I'm pretty much running either that sidearm or osteo um, plus no composure. Incredible, man. Incredible. Well, th- I think I think that's all the questions that I had for, <laughs> for you to, <laughs> tonight. Thank you so much for, for being on the show. Where can yeah, people find you on the internet, me. man? Uh, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and TikTok. Oh, and I guess Instagram, too, if that's it. your kind of thing. I mean, uh, all it's Macos Buck. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> My name's Danfinity. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and the TikTok at Danfinity, where the eyes are else. You can also find me on Twitch three days a week, twitch.tv forward slash Danfinity, helping guardians with in-game activities. If you'd like to support the show, please remember to rate and review on your podcast platform of choice. Anything you say helps us in the algorithm. And if you'd like to spend three bucks a month to help keep the lights on here, head on over to coffee.com forward slash Danfinity. That is ko-fi.com forward slash Danfinity. All the links are in the notes for the show. Thank you so much for listening. Good luck out there. And I hope you find what you're grinding for. <laughs>